Hey y'all, this is Brother J.W. Brand coming at you with God's whole word today. And this is going to be our first uh, podcast. We did do our introduction uh, the other day. I don't remember exactly what day, but I said I'd come back at you uh, this week. And uh, we got a word for you. And here it is on Tuesday, which is election day. And we're not going to be talking a whole lot about that. But uh, anyway, but uh, I'm just going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer, if y'all don't mind, just for a moment before we get up in the word. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for your word. We ask you, God, to bless it. And we know, Lord, that you give us all things that pertain to life and godliness, as your word tells us. And we just give you thanks and praise. Anoint the lips of clay that speak and move my flesh out of the way that, Lord, you may speak through the Spirit, through the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, folks. Now, we're going to get up in First Peter chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 4 for a moment. And uh, that's just going to kind of lay the foundation of where we're going. But First Peter chapter 3 and verse 4 says, But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. And so God is wanting us to have a meek and quiet spirit that we adorn ourselves with. That is what God is wanting. Now, I know a lot of folks are going to say, yeah, well, that was talking about the wives and the women and all this. But um, uh, we, we want to... Uh, zero in on this verse because this verse is going to apply to everybody. Verse 4 is going to apply to every single one of us. Uh, We all need to have uh, what you would call a meek and quiet spirit that we adorn ourselves with so that the world might see the type of person that we are that follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who truly want to Uh, live for God. You know, those who really want to take the word for what it says and obey what God's word says, you either, you know, if you're going to live for the Lord, why don't we just do what God's word said instead of playing footsies with Jesus and, and, and just doing whatever we want. Let's look at the word and see what God wants. And so that's what we're going to do. And so because this verse says that it is something which is in the sight of God of great price, This means that God values that. He values a meek and quiet spirit among his people. Now, some people, they get that a little confused, so we won't talk about that for a minute. The word meek, uh, it means to be humble, which means without pride, and a gentle spirit, to be humble. Somebody that ain't got something uh, trapped up in there with that spirit of pride, and they... Uh, humble themselves before God, and uh, and it also means to have a gentle spirit. In other words, not somebody that's wanting to go out fighting. You know, always wanting to stir trouble up and fighting and carrying on and having an attitude like you just you you know somebody says something to you and you ready to knock their head off. You know what I'm saying? God don't want us to be like that. He wants us to have a meek spirit. Amen. And the Bible also says in verse 4 that he uh, says uh, as well to adorn ourselves with a quiet spirit. And uh, that means a peaceable person. Now, when I look these words up, the one it says a peaceable person, but it also says another sentence. It says keeping one's seat. 
In other words, God says we need to sit down and mind our own business and not get stirred up into everybody else's business. And then uh, basically to stay out of the mess of the world, if you will. And so with that said and with that foundation that God wants us to have a meek and a quiet spirit. Now, some people, I know there are going to be some of you pastors out there, and you're going to say, you know, that was uh, giving instructions to the wives and how they were to dress and, and that the outward adorning, uh, uh, you know, was to be in a certain place. And I, I believe that. I believe all that, of course, and I uh, certainly understand that. But when we look at verse 4, it has a more uniform sound to it because it says, let it be... Uh, the hidden man of the heart, uh, each and every one of us, every human being within side of their heart and their soul, where uh, it cannot be corrupted, you know, when you've got God's spirit in you and uh, you've got that Holy Ghost, you've been baptized with that Holy Ghost and fire, God is going to uh, want you to listen to him and to uh, allow him to speak to your heart and, and to my heart. And what God is saying uh, when he speaks to us, he speaks to us through his word. You know, most of uh, the time, that's where we're going to uh, get our word from God is straight out of the word of God, the Bible. And uh, so God is wanting us to have a meek and humble spirit, not somebody wanting to fight all the time. And, and uh, you know, the Bible does say to contend for the faith that for it was first delivered to the saints. Now, the book of Jude tells us that. And so that word contend does mean to fight, but we have a specific uh, way that we as Christians are to be fighting our battles. And it is a spiritual battle. And where most of our battles are fought, my friend, is in prayer. Amen. And so what I'd like you to do uh, is to just bear with me as I move over into 1 Timothy and chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 as we look into God's whole word. Amen. And I'm excited about this part because I got to looking at this and studying this for uh, this podcast uh, this evening. And uh, I began to look at this and, 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 and it, just, it just excited me because I realized, you know, there's so many things that uh, God uh, is wanting us to do, but to begin with prayer. The things that we do in our life, what God wants us to uh, remember is we've got to get in tune with God. We've got to talk to the Lord to get our guidance and our direction in all that we do. And so, without any further to say, we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verses 1 through 3. And it says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings, verse 2 says, for kings and for all that are in authority, uh, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. And that ends uh, with that, that verse there, very similar to how it ends with uh, uh, the ending of verse 4 in 1 Peter chapter 3, where it says that uh, this in the sight of God is great price, where God calls us to be uh, people who have a meek and quiet spirit. So we want to look at verse 
uh, verses 1 through 3 in chapter 2 of 1 Timothy for a moment. So the first verse says, I exhort therefore. Now that word exhort means to invite. It means to call near. It means to beseech you, uh, which means to ask intently of you. In other words, be ready to listen and to hear. And so what is it that uh, the Apostle Paul, he's writing this letter to Timothy, uh, wants to exhort Timothy, but we now look at this letter. Now, of course, uh, Timothy, we, we know First and Second Timothy uh, certainly were known as what's called pastoral letters. and uh, But it's certainly not something that uh, anybody else in the church should just uh, pass on by. You know, I've, there's been some people say, well, if that's pastoral letters, I'm not a pastor, so I, I, I probably don't get into reading all that. Listen, all the word of God. The Bible is very clear. All the word of God has given us to us for, uh, you know, for our correction and for our guidance and all these things. And we talk about that another time. We did mention that uh, in our introductory uh, podcast to this, uh, uh, to, well, to this podcast. All right. So, uh, but to exhort, it means uh, to, uh, you know, really, uh, he's, he's saying, look, I want to call you near. I want to invite you and I want you to come near and ask intently of you that this is what we do. It's a guideline for the church. All right. So the first thing he says is I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, and now you got to remember, he said, first of all, this is the first thing that we've got to do before we do anything else is what's getting ready to be said to us here in verse two or, or verse one, excuse me. So he said, first of all, supplications. And then it says prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Now, all of these are types of prayers. And so what Apostle Paul is trying to tell Timothy, he says, you need to teach the people that uh, the very first thing that we've got to do is remember, we've got to go to prayer. We've got to be in prayer. And so we want to look at these different types of prayers. First of all, it mentions supplications. And when you look that word up, it means petition or request. Make your request known, to make your request known. And uh, it also means that uh, we pray for our needs and the needs of others. And uh, you, you know, our needs would include our food and our shelter and shoes on our feet and clothes on our back. and and uh, But we also want to remember that we don't just pray for ourselves, but we also pray for our neighbor. Now, when I have done any lessons or I've done any preaching, I've told people uh, many times, I said, now listen, you know, the Bible tells us uh, to uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And I said, anybody know that your neighbor is anybody but yourself? That is what your neighbor is. Your, your neighbor is anybody but yourself. It's you standing there and then anybody else besides yourself is your neighbor. And so uh, we've, we've got to remember that. And so uh, it, it says that we make supplications, bring our needs to God, the things that uh, we need supplied to us. You know, that's what that uh, word come from, uh, the word supply, the root word supply. So, uh, you know, we ask God to supply our needs and certainly other uh, prayers. When you see this next word, it just simply says prayers. But when you look it up, is <laughs> something uh, this is a part that really excited me and what it means is prayers of worship oh hallelujah and uh, so you know there's some people that uh, when you say well prayers of worship and uh, they they are not sure what you mean 
And so I, I just want to uh, uh, give you just a, a little bit of example of uh, prayers of worship when you get into prayer and you begin to talk to the Lord and you say, Lord, I give you praise. I worship you, Lord. You're worthy, God to be praised, hallelujah. I thank you for your name. I thank you for everything you've done for me. I give you praise, hallelujah. You're worthy, God, to be praised. You're worthy to be worshiped, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. And, uh, and uh, hallelujah, Woo! glory to God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you what, when you get to praise it, if something happens, hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I know we're not in church, but I'll tell you what. Now, I, I, I'm going to do my best to keep it in a frame of a podcast, but I'll tell you what, when you get to praying, when you get to, to praying to God with that prayer of worship, it begins to change our attitudes. It begins to change the way we look at things and how that we look at other people, other folks. Uh, prayer changes our attitudes and it changes our behavior to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ and that is whom we are to copy, that is whom we are to imitate as his children. And so uh, it's a, whoa, thank you, Lord. Whoa, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And so uh, we go on to the next prayer. It's intercessions. Now, intercessions, you say, well, wasn't that kind of like along the lines of uh, supplication. Well, supplication really is zeroing in on the uh, supplying the needs of yourself, and 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 you know you may have uh, knowledge that your neighbors or friends or different ones that uh, they need their needs supplied. And certainly we see in the Scripture, in the Word of God, uh, God said, you know what doesn't do any good. You know if you see your brother or sister in need and you don't help and you've got the ability to help. Uh, you know, uh, but all you're going to do is say, oh, well, God bless you. Go be warm and filled. Well, God wants us to do our part. But there may be some things that uh, need to be supplied that are just out of the realm of what we can do. And so we've got to go to God. Uh, we've ran into some of those things just as of late. There's certain things that uh, have come up with different people that we've known. And, and really, there was not anything that we could do uh, other than pray because of the situation. And, and we took it to God. And so, uh, but but uh, this uh, next prayer is called intercession. Intercessions. Now it does uh, use it in, in in the plural form. So in other words, there's uh, you know many things that we can intercede. That's what it's meaning to intercede for someone uh, you know that is needed uh, interceding for. Now I want to remind you that um, this intercession type of prayer it is. Uh, certainly a different type of prayer as well because it is like you're having a conversation with God. And I remember, I, I just want to tell you like this, it's a story, and it's certainly the truth, not a story like a, you know, not telling you the story, not telling the truth, but because I, I, I believe all liars have their part in the lake of fire, amen, and so I want to make sure I'm telling you all the truth. But um, anyway, but um, you're having a conversation with God, but you are asking God to, to help you with whatever is going on, that there may be a special need that is beyond the, uh, you know, supplication. You know, you, you're praying for God to uh, to take care of your food. You know, there's a, uh, when people, so many people, they know uh, the prayer that says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, you know, and give us this day our daily bread. And certainly, uh, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with following that pattern if you're learning to pray but it, but it's really is given us a, a kind of a layout on how to pray but but this what we're reading today it is something that is giving us some uh, clarity if you will and some understanding about how to live a quiet and peaceable life because we're going to find that out here in just a minute but um, intercessions you know, you're having a conversation with God, and it's something you've really got to lay down uh, on your knee. You gotta. Uh, sometimes, some people may lay flat on the floor, just pleading with God, or getting on your knees, and you, you really gotta get with God, and you 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 need God to intercede, and you want to maybe intercede for someone else. Well, here's the thing that happened with us. Now, this was a while ago, and uh, we. Uh, you know, had I had ended up losing my job, losing my career. I'd had for a long time and, and made a really good income. The Lord blessed and, and all of that. But uh, uh, time came and, and I lost that. And uh, it just sent us into a sp financial spiral. It was a real uh, struggle. And uh, But there came a point when, uh, you know, the bills that come caving in on you and all of that, and you don't know what you're going to do. And, uh, you know, because our our you know, what, what I had made at one point certainly covered all of these things that we were doing. And then, of course, uh, one thing led to another and even had to have our cars repossessed. We couldn't afford the payments on the cars and all that. It was just a real mess. And uh, at one point, uh, it got so far and there was a particular uh, bill that we just had no way to pay and we were just really trusting God and just uh, believing God and saying, Lord, help us through this. We don't know what else to do. And my health had caused uh, me to have to let go of the job. My health was failing and uh, it was just a really difficult time. It was a very, very difficult time in our lives. And uh, there was um, a notice come in the mail and there was this specific bill and they let us to know that they were gonna be attaching our wages. And I thought, Lord, how are we going to do this? Because we're, we're barely making it as it is, and they attach our wages. I don't know what we're going to do. And so I remember going into the living room. It was in the middle of the night, and I, I said to myself, I, I need to just take the papers. I'm going to lay them down. I laid them down on the recliner, and I, and I kneeled down. And I began to pray to the Lord. I began to talk to him, you know, excuse me, because it's a very... Uh, uh, a very momentous time for me uh, that I remember what the Lord did. But uh, I, I laid those papers out and I said, God, we need help. We've really got to have help here. And I don't know what to do. And I, I'm just pleading with you. And I, I'm, I'm interceding not only for myself, but for my family. Because if this happens, I don't know how I'm going to be able to. It's going to be a choice between whether it's going to be food or the utilities or whatever. Because we're in just such a dire uh, straits mess and uh, I said I'm just going to lay it in your hands because I've got nowhere else to go you know sometimes we just only have God to go to and that's it and uh, so I got through with my prayer but it was it was where I was just having a conversation with God and just laying it all out and saying God I don't know what I'm going to do and I, I've got children to feed and I've got and I, I, I really uh, you know and my health had just caused everything to cave uh, when you know because when you lose your health I'm telling you what it, it can be a real uh, problem and so um, I, I got up from the time of prayer I spent a while and I got up and then the next day 
we went on and uh, went to the office where this had come from, and I told the lady, I said, I need to speak to somebody about this bill. And so we went, we sat down in this one office, and I talked to the lady, and I said, you know, I said, I don't know how that we're going to make it. I said, if you guys attach our wages, I said, this is going to be disastrous. I said, I, I, I said, we're already struggling. I said, if I could pay the bill, I would, honestly, I really would. I said, because we believe in, in, in that. I said, but my health failed. I said, I lost my job. And I said, everything just kind of fell like dominoes. And um, she said, hold on a minute. And she said, I'm going to go talk to my boss. And she went back there and she talked to her boss and she was gone for a good while and we were just sitting there my spouse and i were just sitting there and then she come back in and she said she gave us the news and she said well she goes i'm so sorry but there's just nothing that we can do she said there's not anything that we can do and so i left from there and i got in the car and i said okay lord all i know is you're going to have to help us through this because if they're going to attach the wages i don't know what we're going to do so you're going to have to help us and so we got home, and I'm not kidding. We were home for about an hour, and that office had already closed. But the, the woman, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. The woman that was her boss, she said, the lady called, and she said, my boss came back in after a little while, and she said she was looking it over again. And she said, we need to redo this. She said, this is not right. And so she called me back and she said, my boss said that she's re-looked at it. And she said, you're not going to have your, attached, your wages attached. And she said, not only that, for what has already been started, because they'd already started the process and, and there had been a certain amount already had been taken and we were just really struggling. She said, and you're going to get that money back too. And I just, it, you know, it was such a momentous moment for us because we knew God had heard our prayer and so intercessory prayer it is a a, a thing that uh, you know that really really works now I'm not saying that uh, you know every situation is going to turn out that way I'm not saying that uh, you know uh, that everybody's uh, specific difficulties are going to end up uh, flipping upside down like it did for us but we certainly have to keep our faith and continue to uh, intercede not only interceding for our situation but those of others and I've known of other prayers I don't really have time on the podcast today to spring explain all the different prayers that uh, we've interceded for others and God has uh, come in and sometimes what God does is and I don't know why other than just to teach us patience and long-suffering uh, but sometimes God, uh, he don't come when we want to, but he does come right on, on time. And sometimes it just seems like it's already far gone because when I walked out of that office, it was a done deal. It seemed like so, but God turned it around. And so you hang in there. If there's anything that um, you're struggling with, that you are battling with, you've got to be patient and trust God and know that his timing is right. And sometimes God is working on us and, and uh, on the inside of us. But um, that really uh, kind of encompasses intercession, interceding for others. I know we've interceded for prayer for people who have had cancer and, and other different things and uh, seen God do some uh, miraculous things. Um, but um, 
Anyway, so then as we look at this a little bit further, I want to move along kind of quickly here. But it says uh, the um, uh, prayers of supplication, prayers of worship, intercessions, and the giving of thanks. People, we can't forget. Oh, hear me. I tell you, we can't forget to thank God. We've got to remember to thank the Lord for everything that he has done in our lives. And, you know, I'm reminded of the ten lepers that the Lord healed, but only one of them turned back to thank him. But we've got to remember that when God does something for us, turn around and thank him. And even when God has done just the least little bit that you know, because here's the deal. Did you wake up this morning with breath in your body? Did you wake up in your right mind? I tell you, that's worth uh, all the thanks in the world to go to God, that we wake up in our right mind and that we wake up uh, with a fresh moment and a new day with new mercies. That's what the Bible says. We've got new mercies coming to us each and every day. Hallelujah. And so uh, there are so many things to be thankful for. You know, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, and, and uh, food in the cupboard. And, you know, and I, I tell people, you know, sometimes I get some of my shirts from the Goodwill. Sometimes I get my, uh, you know, I, I've got some of my dress pants from the Goodwill. You know, God bless me uh, with what I, I've got. I'm thankful. But, you know, some people, they don't want to look at the fact that, look, God is supplying your needs. God is taking care of things. I remember when I was a teenager, we were really, really poor. And uh, there was a day, and I will never forget it, the only thing that was left in the house, there was a can of green beans, and there was a little bit of oatmeal left in the can. And that's all we had in the house. But I remember back then, that day, and uh, it was the same weekend, my mama, she had went to the hospital because she had had a heart, her heart started bothering her, and the ambulance came and got her, and it was just a really difficult time in my teenage life. But uh, I, I, I look at things now, and I look... And I open up my refrigerator and I'm saying, Lord, thank you for the things that are in here. And, uh, it, you know, thank you for the clothes I got on my back. Even if I, uh, you know, they, there's nothing wrong with getting some goodwill at the secondhand store, you know. And uh, so I'm, I'm thankful for those things. But we, we've got to be thankful to God for, for all the little things that we just don't think about. You know, sometimes we forget when you're able to hear, to see, to walk, to talk. All these things, sometimes we just take it for granted, but God wants us to be thankful. And let's be like the one out of the ten lepers that turned around. Let us be that one that's going to turn around and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. And as we move along, the next thing, it says, "Made be made for all men. This is how this verse 1 ends. It says, I exhort you, therefore, that... First of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, the giving of thanks be made for all men. This word men, it's translated human beings for everybody. But there's a detail to it that you've got to look at verse 2. It says, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty, in all godliness and honesty. So let's look at that for a minute. The Lord is saying, through the mouth of the Apostle Paul talking to us and this letter has been canonized in the scripture and we see ourselves looking at this and we know that he said, first of all, we've got to pray. We've got to get ourselves into prayer. And when you begin to pray and you pray all these different prayers, by the time that you're done, hallelujah, your attitude and your mind, <coughs> excuse me, should have a different mindset. 
to have the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and then we're able to move into this area where we are giving these prayers for even those that are in authority, even kings. So uh, you, you say, well, America don't have a king. Well, no, but we have president, vice president. We have all these different uh, senators and congressmen and all this. And, and I just want to uh, kind of come to a close here for a, a pretty quick here. Uh, we're wrapping it up here, but uh, this is election day, and I'm not going to get into all that, but I do know that many people, uh, and I'm just going to say it like this, I don't want nobody to get mad at me now, but uh, you know, some people, they claim to be Christian, that's all I'm going to say, some people claim to be Christian, and maybe you are, maybe, you, maybe you're on the fence, maybe you, you got to repent, I don't know, but uh, and maybe you're just living for God, and you're just serving God, and you uh, you got your mind made up and you, you want to vote this way or you want to vote that way or whatever you want to do. But here's the thing. Tomorrow, somebody's going to be upset. And you know that's true. Y'all know it's the truth. Somebody's going to be upset tomorrow because somebody will have won and somebody will have lost. And so I'm not going to get into the details of all that. I'm just going to say somebody's going to be upset tomorrow. And so what is it? that we're trying to talk about or lead and finish up this podcast about is living a peaceable and quiet life. One of the things that we saw uh, in uh, the First Peter in chapter 3 and verse 4 is that the meek and quiet spirit, we saw what that was like, a, somebody that has a humble spirit, not full of pride, not wanting to go out and fight, but somebody that's a peaceful person wanting to keep their seat and trying to, uh, you know, not getting yourself into all the riots or all the uh, skirmishes or all the arguments and all the things that go on, you know, at election time, and you know it does. Uh, but um, it says to pray for our kings, pray for those in authority. So I'm going to say this to you, and I'm going to wrap this up real quick, but, um, you know, we need to be praying for our president, even if we didn't vote for the president that is there in office, because the Bible is telling us to do that. And some people, I've heard some people say, and this come out of people that claim to be Christian, well, I'm just not going to pray for you. I don't claim this one as my president or whatever whatever goes on. But listen, God is telling us to do this because the kings represent those that are in that position of authority. And then as well, uh, these other ones, it says in those, all of those that are in authority. And so that would include our policemen. You know, we got so many things going on uh, in America where so many people are just fighting and going on and 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 just having such a struggle and a problem but uh you know that's the world that's the way the world's supposed to function but god don't call us to function that way folks not if we're going to call ourselves a follower of the lord jesus christ because we read in the word where we're supposed to live a peaceful and quiet uh, have a peaceful and quiet spirit living uh, a godly life and 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 it tells you here that we need to be praying for these people that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life that's in first First uh, Timothy and chapter 2 and verse 2. Pray for the kings, for all that's in authority. That includes the police officers. Now, I understand that not every police officer is, is going to do right. I get that. I understand that. And, and the law is there. Uh, and it should be, you know, taken care of when there's somebody that's just not doing their job like they're supposed to. But the scripture is giving us the example of what we are to do. We're to pray for those that are in those higher positions and in those places of authority. We need to be praying for them. How many of us have been praying for the policeman? Honestly, 
I mean, uh, yes, we see all the different stories of different ones that have, uh, you know, has been a dereliction of duty. You know, just horrible, terrible things that have happened. But that's not all of them. And, and, and we got to understand that there are some policemen out there really doing their job. And uh, we need to pray for these people that have these positions and ask for God to, to uh, you know, for his spirit and his will and his purpose to be done in their lives as they go about their business. And you say, well, I, I didn't vote for that one up there, so I'm not going to pray for that one. Well, then what we're doing is we're saying we ain't going to listen to the word of God because God says to pray for him. God's word says through the mouth of the apostle Paul talking to Timothy, and this letter has been canonized in the scripture. So who are we to sit there we're not going and say we're not going to listen to God when God is telling us to pray for him? And he said, this is how we're going to live a peaceful life. Well, look at what's going on and all the chaos that's going on in the world today with, uh, you know, everybody uh, upset from, I mean, it just split right down the middle where people are just, uh, you know, you pit one side against the other. And, and uh, as we finish up, I just want to say this, that, uh, you know, the Bible says that prayer is what's going to help us to lead a peaceable and quiet life. And that is what God is wanting from us that serve the Lord. That's the example that we're to give to the world, folks. And so the last thing that I want to say, and then I'll be done. And that is that Thanksgiving's coming up, folks. And, uh, you know, we can take that time to be thankful to the Lord for all the things that he's done for us. All the blessings that God has given us throughout the year. And you say, well, I ain't got nothing to be thankful for. If you are breathing and you woke up in your right mind today and you've had something in your belly and you got clothes on your back and shoes on your feet, you have been blessed today. And even if all you woke up with is your life, you have been offered to God new mercies every day that you are waking up to new life every single day. So every day we've got something to be thankful to the Lord about. So as we go into Thanksgiving, I know that sometimes we get together. Now, I don't know about y'all. Maybe your family's perfect. I don't know. Maybe y'all got that perfect family. You just get together and everything's just happy, cheery. Everything's just wonderful. And ain't nobody arguing. Ain't nobody showed up drunk. Now, certainly the Christians ought not to be showed up drunk or gotten drunk. But, you know, there's always somebody maybe in the family that come along and then it just stirs up trouble and then you got to exit them out the door and all that kind of thing. But let's just remember what the Lord said at Thanksgiving as we get together at this uh, upcoming holiday that we will, uh, you know, that we'll walk in a peaceful manner, that we will live a quiet and peaceful life and that we will be an example to the world of what God wants in this world, and that is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. God bless you. I'm so glad that we had this time together. Until we meet again, may the Lord keep you.